0: HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast
1: original. Ever wondered when you should retire? Have you thought of how much money you need to make before planning your retirement? Do you find planning your retirement a big task? Here are the answers to all your questions. My name is Ashutosh Garg, and I am the author of the best selling book, Reinvent, Reboot, Rewire. Managing retirement in the 21st century. You are listening to my podcast, No Age for Retirement. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of The Brand Called You, it is also an HT Smartcast original and it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform.
2: Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. I am Arini and I am with Ashito Kar the founder of one of the largest pharmacy chains in the country, uh, the Guardian Pharmacy, and now the Equation Coaching. Uh, We have been talking about retirement uh, for the past three episodes, and we are continuing our conversation today. Uh, So Today, we are talking about uh, the myths around retirement, uh, and it it is a part of the book, Managing Retirement in the 21st Century, authored by Ashtosa. Hello, sir. Hi Uh So I was going through your notes in the book, and I came across a funny cartoon that that you collected. Uh, it says, "Retirement is when you stop living at work and begin working at living." So it's a it's a it's a, it's a very deep cartoon, a deep thought. Uh, my first question to you would be: uh, At uh, after your after your retirement. The first question is, am I still relevant to the work? Uh, can I give something? So, what do you think? Do, are, 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 am I still relevant after
1: I retire? So, uh, you know, Arati, uh retirement is a very misunderstood work, word. Um, and generally, in a country like India, which is a very, very young country, uh, the general view is that, oh, if he's 60, he's too old. Right, but I often said that retirement has nothing to do with you as an individual. It has everything to do with the superannuation policy of your employer. Right. So if your employer says fifty-eight or sixty or sixty-two is the retirement age, and you know whether it's the government, whether it is the civil services, whether it is the judiciary, whether it's the private sector, everyone has a date after which you're supposed to hang up your gloves. And yet, given today's health uh, and all the facilities available most people who are 60 will probably have a reasonably healthy life till you are 90 so your retirement life or uh, life of 30 years post 60 will be almost equal to your life uh, that you have spent working right so I think it's it's a mindset mm-hmm. um, what is very important is to be able to prepare for your uh, uh, retirement and uh, what you are going to do after that mm-hmm. and once again i have uh, said that india is one of the few countries where we still think retirement is a bad word yes if you ask someone who's 55 56 57 what are you going to do after you turn 60 the standard answer is oh we will tackle it when i reach that age when they reach that age and then they don't know what to do because they haven't planned anything right. so uh, the general, uh, you know, thing tends to be that once I'm 60, I've become a has-been. Yeah. I'm not relevant in the world. You know, mm-hmm. nobody wants me. Nobody cares about me. Right. And nothing could be further away from the truth than that. You know, nothing has uh, changed for you. Or as you would say, you haven't lost your mojo. <laughs> and and you're still uh, as relevant as you were. Yeah. It's just that you're supposed to do something different. And that is where I keep saying, Plan well, and you can you know, really have a great life ahead of you.
2: That's great. But uh, one of the major myths, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, if it's a myth or a reality, yeah. in in the first 60 years of your life, yeah. a lot of people think that I've been there, I've done that, there is nothing
1: else to see. So I don't think this is true, is it? Not at all. Not at all. You know, yes, there, there are lots of things that uh, you say, I've been there, done that. Uh-huh. But then there are lots of new things, right? I know people who've, uh, you know, gone parasailing. I know people who have started trekking. I know a friend of mine, he at 58, 59, uh, started to uh, run marathons. Wow. And today he is running, you know, in his own mind, he said, I'm going to run every major marathon in the world. And the advantage for him is that he has the money. To travel wherever he wants. He has uh, the time to be able to train as much as he wants. And uh, he's doing that. I know a a lady, a friend of a sister of one of my friends. She and her husband started running uh, in their late 50s. Today, she's in the top five marathon runners of this country. In her age group, obviously. I mean, she can't compete with a 21 year old. But in her age group, she's in the top five, and now she's been called to run an international uh, event of her age group. So there are lots of people. I mean, I know people who have started playing bridge and they're playing such competitive bridge, they're representing India. So, uh, you know, it's not as if the world is flat and you turn 60 and you fall off the edge.
2: <laughs> okay, I think one of the key takeaways from this conversation is that uh, she is competing and winning in her age group. So, which I'm assuming there are other people who are 50 plus and enjoying a
1: marathon and, and, and competing in the sport. Absolutely. You know, the, the important thing is to understand is that a lot of people are rediscovering themselves. Right. And that's beginning to happen now. Hmm. But to give you an example, my grandfather, he was in the civil services. He retired at 58. And uh, in his case, it was just assumed or he took it for granted that after retirement he would pray four hours, five hours a day, pick up his mala, sit in front of God, and uh, two years later he was dead. Because you know, if someone who had a very, very la- uh, active uh, life, you know, it's like coming to a full stop. Right. In fact, you after you retired,
2: you started the brand called You.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. So you know, what I, that's what I was also going to tell you that you know, look at the opportunities. I started the Brand Called You series with you. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it's very, very exciting.
2: Exactly. It's it's fantastic how you bring in uh, years of experience. And I try to bring some level of excitement yeah. and always excited about little things. Yeah. And you course correct at, yeah. at various times. So I, I feel it's it's a, it's a great second innings for you. One of the things, so in the morning you were talking to the advertising guru, uh, Abhijit Basu. And he was, uh, he kept, I think he mentioned twice or thrice in his conversation with you that he wanted to be a painter, how his dad said, okay, don't be a professional painter. You can continue doing that, but then get into advertising. And while leaving, he said that maybe I'll, I still have the time to become a painter. And, and there are these hidden desires in almost everybody uh, or a lot of people. Do you think? Uh, it's a good time to take up your your desire as a child or as a, as a
1: young man. So, you know, I think, let me make a little more contextual for you. Um, people of my vintage, uh, you know, and I call people like me post-independence kids, right? It's very similar to the baby boomers in, in the US after the Second World War. Now, when we were growing up, times were very different. And therefore... Our parents used to guide a lot of our decision making. Um, today, someone young can say, "I decided to take a one year, one one year, which was a, a gap year," or someone may say, "I decided to take uh, sabbatical." In at my in my time, nothing of that was possible. If you were to change jobs, you finished at five pm one evening. Tomorrow morning, start at nine am with a new job. Right. So I think a lot of people who are now in their fifties and sixties did not ever imagine that they would have the time to be able to pursue their passions. Yeah. Now people are beginning to pick that pick that up a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you are starting to see you know, older people are singing much more, they're painting much more, you know. It's because now suddenly they have the time, they're fit mm-hmm. and uh, the best part of all, it all is that there are no liabilities and the children have grown up and gone. Right, Right. <laughs>
2: Talking about children, uh, you also mention in your book that uh, when some people retire, some of them say, "Okay, my kids are still not settled." So, is that a major factor planning retirement, or is it a myth?
1: It, it is. It is. It is a. It is a factor that people, a lot of people, keep talking about. Okay, because people keep saying, um, and again, it's just a mindset of all or most Indian parents. That, you know, it is my job to make sure that my children are well settled. And the definition of settled differs with every parent, right? Someone says, I want to leave property. Someone says, I want to collect money. Someone says, you know, I want to make sure that I get them married off. Someone says something else. And I often say that, yes, by all means, be a responsible parent. Look after the needs of your children, but don't become a slave to uh, their needs because if you do then the children will keep on asking for more and more mm-hmm. uh, you will keep giving more and more and uh, what is where is that leaving you as someone who's now beginning to look at superannuation and is wanting to look at a new state of life right. and a very very interesting uh, phenomenon that is happening in the US and that's beginning to change family structures all over and I think it will happen in India as well, is that as the pressure starts to increase on on the younger people, the children, marriages are happening later, Mm. a lot of uh, the younger people, when I say young people, I mean the 20s to 30s, Mm. are beginning to move back into their homes of the parents. A lot of that is beginning to happen and uh, parents haven't planned for it. So now suddenly, you, you and your wife have said that, okay, we finished one part of our life. You're going to get into a new phase of life. And suddenly the children move back in again. Now what do you do? So therefore, there has to be a very, very uh, delicate balance that you have to strike in how much responsibility you want to take for your grown-up children. Okay. Uh, I don't want to be misunderstood, say that, you know, if you have a child late in life, uh, when you are about to retire, you abandon. So I'm not suggesting that, but I'm saying don't be a slave to grown-up children's needs.
2: Okay. For someone who does not have children, certainly sounds scary. <laughs> but but we'll carry on. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the things is um, when uh, when people retire, uh, a, a lot of people feel that they are not needed anymore. And uh, especially in a country of ours, which has a major uh, population of, of young people, uh, people under the age of thirty five, is it is it true? I mean, is your
1: it's not true, but it is a mindset. So, like on the one side, we say that sixty percent of our country is below thirty, right, right. At the same time, we must also remember that about a hundred million people are over sixty. 100 billion is half the population of USA. So you cannot say that people over 60 have started to become irrelevant. uh, Or you cannot say that, you know, these guys are, you know, good for nothing. Because there is a very, very large number of people who have a long productive life with them. So at least uh, 15 to 18 years, most people can continue working, which is great between 75 and 80. Mm. Um, so I think it is is—it is more a mindset that, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, am I really relevant any longer? And I often tell friends who think like that, that, you know, what am I going to do? Or I'm going to now go from one child's house to the other child, you know, and spend one month there and one month there. And I said, no, that's not the way to do it at all. Just like you don't want uh, your adult or grown-up children to be dependent on you. Um, as Indians, I still believe that we respect parents much more, but it is beginning to change. Um, you know, in the Western world, when a child turns 16, the parents are saying, when are you ready to take your own house? And when a 30-year-old child comes back, they start resenting, saying, saying, why is he or she come back? Same thing applies to uh, the younger people also. So if you have become too dependent on children, then at some stage, they will turn around and say, I think it's time for you to go home. And that those are realities of uh, today's work pressures, today's lifestyles, and today's realities. So I think older people definitely need to uh, build their own life. They do not need to depend uh, on the younger people. And the good thing that's beginning to happen all over the country now is condominium living. Yes, where you are beginning to find that a large number of people of your own your own age group are living together, and it is these communities that are beginning to form uh, for the older people, and that is what I think is beginning to change, and it will change very dramatically. New definition
2: to old age home. Yes, I, I think uh, yeah. correct. So, talking about uh, young people and old people, you're, you're definitely saying that, you know, you are still relevant and uh, and, and and you must strike a balance. Uh, you work with a lot of young people. Uh, how do you do it? Do you ever have a clash of thoughts or, uh, or how, how do you handle their energy?
1: So, you know, I, I think that, the younger people bring a lot of new dimensions, a lot of new perspectives. Right. If I uh, attempt to pontificate or if I attempt to keep saying I know everything, then there will be a clash. But if I say that I respect what you are doing, I'm learning from you. And if I say that this is my perspective, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think there is a lot of mutuality in the relationship of a younger person and an older person. And that is what we have to develop and that is what we have to evolve. Rather than the young guy saying, you are an old guy, you don't know anything. And the old guy saying, you know, look at my experience, what do you know? You know, that is a sure recipe of disaster because you're going to be fighting. But if there is mutual respect, I think there is a lot that can be got out of each other.
2: Uh, yeah that sounds great uh, one uh, other thing that you uh, mention in your book is uh, when you spoke to other people about retirement They, some of them said that how will I know that when, uh, when it's the weekend so what do you mean by that
1: yes that happens a lot you wake up in the morning uh-huh. and you don't know whether it's Monday or Sunday because you are not doing anything different your routine is exactly the same. Uh, you roll out of bed, you have your tea, you read your newspaper, you don't bother to change, mm-hmm. you know, and you hang around in your shorts or your, uh, your kurta pajama or whatever you want to do, whatever you wear. And that is, uh, you know, destroying yourself. I think uh, it's important to have a routine. Okay. Um, and if you're actively involved with in something, then you will automatically develop routine. But even if you haven't developed something different, Mm -hmm. it's important for you to say that I used to get up at whatever time in the morning, I used to do my yoga, I read my newspaper. I used to get ready at 8 o'clock to go to work. Mm -hmm. Even now, I will get ready at 8 o'clock. I will change into my regular clothes. Um, I I may not be going out anywhere, I might be at home, but I must follow my routine. Okay. So that you don't suddenly start to realize that, uh, you know, what is what is today? Is it a Monday or is it a Sunday or is it a Tuesday? And I've seen this happening to people. And, you know, when that happens, um, I can imagine how distraught those people must be feeling. Because they say, what has happened to my life? From someone who was working 18 hours a day to someone who can't figure out what to do for 18 minutes. Right. Yeah. So, are you
2: suggesting that we continue uh, maintaining a work schedule
1: post retirement? Uh, I certainly say that uh, have a routine. Okay. Um, you know, now once you once you're ready, you may decide to go to your club. You may decide to go for a walk. You may decide to meet some friends. Mm-hmm. But at least there is some sanity in your life. But if you just let yourself go and uh, wait for the next meal and then sleep and then wait for the next meal and sleep when it's very unhealthy Mm -hmm. but uh, you're doing a lot of harm to your mind.
2: Okay my last question is this is uh, I don't know if it's a myth but when me and some of my friends get together and we happen to talk about retirement which is not too way way too much thankfully Uh, we say after we retire we're going to get to a beach and do nothing. Uh And especially if I do it now, if I st- even stay back at home and do nothing, I start feeling guilty. So, um, and I can't see it any different what's going to happen 30, 40 years later. So, is it okay to just chill and do
1: nothing? Should you be feeling guilty about that? No, I don't think so. But, you know, I'm, I'm reasonably certain that a lot of you and your friends must be saying, when I turn 45, I'm going to retire. Oh, yes, uh, that we do. I've heard time. this uh, for the last 40 years. Uh, I used to say that. And then as you reach uh, mid 40, you just say, but I haven't achieved anything and I've you know, got so much more and my commitments are at the peak. So I'll, I'll retire at 55. And then you say, I'll go to 50, you know, 65, whatever. So I don't think there is any harm in uh, visualizing a different life. And I'm glad it's being done because... Earlier in a conversation, one of the things I said to you was that people who are now 60 haven't visualized what they want to do afterwards. So I think it's important to be able to think of what you want to do. I don't think there is any reason to feel guilty at all. But let me assure you, it is very difficult to do nothing. You can do it for... uh, you know, one day, two days, five days, six days. But if you're sitting on a beach for six days, even then you start getting bored, saying, what am I going to do? How much more of the sea, sun and sand can you take? So uh, as that old saying goes, if you've got nothing to do, don't do it here. All right, so Thank you so
2: much. It has been really an insightful conversation. Hope you guys are liking it too. Please do let us know in the comments below and, and please do visit us. On our social media, follow us, subscribe and stay in touch. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at... HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by the brand called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or Sono Nai Nazari Se.
0: This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast.